Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. It's time for the Bears Podcast. We have a full backfield this week. Both Mike P's are here, Mike Pusateri and Mike Krasnowski. Guys, how are you? Doing well, Andy. Well, uh, I was unsuccessful. Alf is not back on the air, so I don't... Uh... Alex, I'm back anyway. Pick it somewhere else. Maybe that didn't work. <laughs> That's, well, a lot of options. We'll, we'll have to re-strategize. Yeah. He'll be making a cameo appearance in the new uh, upcoming Grand Theft Auto game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's is, probably uh, on cameo. I wonder if Alf is actually on cameo. He probably is. What's he streaming on? Peacock. And Amazon Prime. Oh, you can get Alf everywhere. He's everywhere. Oh. I mean, it's like he never left. Yeah. Uh, There's no good segue. <laughs> it wasn't. Let's see. Uh, if you like yeah, the like cats. No. No. <laughs> so I was going to say, you got a steamboat willy you want to try to segue into it now that he's in the public domain? Yeah. Oh, we can use the shit out of steamboat willy now if we want. Yeah, they're making a horror film out of Steamboat Will. Disney can't do anything about it. It's like, well, it was Winnie the Pooh last year, right? Same thing. Was it? Public domain, and somebody made that horror movie with Winnie the Pooh in it. Crazy. Big money in that. Yeah. But I guess if the uh, the IP is free, you're halfway home. Uh, Let's see. Well, speaking of menacing bears like Winnie the Pooh. There we go. Oh, yeah. Nice job. There it is. There, it is. there you go. Woo. Yeah, the uh, our beloved bears were actually not eliminated from the playoffs contention until Sunday night. Yeah. The Vikings and Packers uh, refused to tie. That was one of the things that would have to happen. It didn't happen. I, I was rooting against both of them equally as hard. Hmm. <laughs> The first, one of the first blows to the Bears or Packer or the Bears playoff chances was uh, when the uh, Giants' new kicker, Mason Crosby, missed mm-hmm. a field goal at of the course. horn that would have beat the Rams. <laughs> uh, I couldn't believe that little Oompa Loompa was actually back, but I guess we see why. Yep, right, we do. So the Bears are playing for nothing this uh, Sunday except for, well, two things. For pride and a win will keep the Green Bay Packers out of the playoffs. Yeah, that'd be that's, great. That's not nothing. We talked that's about it. They are, they are, you know, they're going to be this year's Lions. And they kind of are. What a, yep. The second that's half Lions surge, not- the chance to go to Lambeau and knock off the Packers and keep them out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, getting ahead of ourselves, but we might as well talk about it now. Did you did you see who is televising this game? I I heard about this uh, CBS. It's a CBS back game. to back to back weeks with an all NFC matchup on CBS. So Bears, Packers on CBS, just like the good old days when the Bears used to actually win. <laughs> That's a bad one for the Packers. Very so bad. Be, uh, going to be Tim Ryan and uh, Johnny Morris on the call. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Actually, it's going to be Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Yes. 
because this is as close a thing to a playoff game as they have in the after. And it's, and it's the it's the afternoon game. It's not even a noon. It's a three twenty-five. Right, right. Oh man, so it's all a big deal. It's all setting up for another bear embarrassment. I mean, for uh, <laughs> the bears to go up there and show them who's who. Show them who's boss. So you could make the argument if the Bears win this game that even though the Lions get to hang their little flag or whatever for winning the division, the Bears could make an argument that they are the best team in the NFC North. I mean, the second half of really the season, show, they, beat, they beat the shit out of the Lions twice, only got one win. Mm-hmm. Beat the Vikings, right. probably should have beaten them the first game when Justin got hurt, and then they go and beat the Packers in Lambeau. I mean, that's worthy of a. Well, the, the Cubs are going to hang up a, a fifth fifth best record in the National League in the second half banner. <laughs> I mean, Ryan Poles can hang up a you know, t- have taken the North banner, just like he promised. The, uh, the Packers out of the playoffs banner. Yeah. yeah, the whole this whole off season is really dependent on how this game goes. I mean, it's always an outsized game, Bears-Packers, but it's, with the Bears' chance to eliminate the Packers, the, your fans are either, either going to feel real good or real shitty at the, at the end of this one. Well, and and not just that, but it's the Bears entering this game with no real incentive to lose because thanks to the Panthers yesterday, got the number one pick locked up. Yeah. Yeah, there's no conflict. You don't need to be like, well, right. you know, it'd be it'd be great to beat the Packers, but right. it doesn't really serve our interest. No, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it'll affect your draft position a slot or two at the most, I would think. Right. But right. you're talking, are you going to pick 11th or 10th? It's not like yeah, you're first or second. Right. Yeah. Um, well, the way you said that, though, makes me nervous. Because to me, this is a very, that's a very George McCaskey um, you know, he, the, that whole weird family puts such a huge like emphasis on the bear Packer games, mm-hmm. um, that I could see them being like, well, shit, now we blew this. Now we got to, we got to tear everything down or we won. We're on our way. We're the greatest team in, in the NFL. We don't need to make any changes. Everything's wonderful. I think it's very possible. And I know you've written about that, you know, the bears, could have made their decisions on Lewis and certainly Getze, maybe not Fields at this point, but certainly the coaching staff, that they should have made their decisions by now. And, and it probably should have, and they may well have. But if they lose this game to the Packers, it's going to be real hard. You know, that Monday press conference, Ryan Paul's come and say, hey, we're bringing back the Flues. And conversely, yeah, if they if conversely, if they win, if they win, it could be we're bringing everybody. We're running it all back. Getsy, Flues, Fields—they're all back. We are on our way. We're eight and nine. Great improvement. You know, finish the season strong. They could, this game could ha- absolutely if go they, in one if of If they ways. actually think that way, then we're fucked. We're so fucked. Well, that's that's a fan's <laughs> way of thinking. That's not how they're actually supposed to think. Like we're the ones that who are supposed to not. get all fired up and go, "Oh, they should fire that dumb shit," and blah blah blah. That, yeah. that can't be how you actually make the decisions. Well, if the it only is, way it's just we'll a know. window into the 40 years of ineptness. Because sure. it, 
at the end of the day, it is an it's it. We want it. We want to see him beat the Packers. We want to, you know, it'd be so great to just flip off the Packers on the way out of town and be like, ha, enjoy it. But at the end of the day, it is to everybody but us. It is another. It is another game, except to the fans. And if yes. that is if that's how yep. you're making your decisions, they have no chance of ever getting this right ever. Well, there's a non-zero percentage of that to how they're going to make it, but we'll know for sure. Here's how we'll know for sure. If the Bears lose and Fluce is coming back, that's the announcement, then we'll know that they've already made the decision on Fluce, that that game had no effect on it. Well, if he's if they think he's coming back today, then he needs to be coming back. This one game in Green Bay isn't the, it shouldn't be the determiner of whether you think your franchise is going in the right direction or not. That's not what I'm arguing. I'm saying the way we'll know if it was is if that happens. Because if they win, yeah, it's almost, surely they're going to bring the flu yeah. back. And you know, the only way we'll know for sure if the decision has been made today is if the Bears lose and on Monday polls announce flu is back. That means the decision is made as as we're talking right now. Yeah, I mean, short of them going up there and pulling a Mark Trespin and getting beat 55 to 14. 14. Yeah, somewhat. Sure. The, the outcome does not determine your entire you, I would say this, you can't let the fucking Packers determine you, how you're going to play out your entire next season. There better be a little more strategy than that. Then That's basically like going up, just put it all on, go, might as well go to Potawatomi and put it all on Black 12 and spin it and let's see, what are we doing <laughs> next year? Yeah, that's the same saying, idea. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not, I, I'm not saying you're, uh, I disagree, but I'm just saying if they lose, and they come back and announce flus with, particularly with a guy like Jim Harbaugh out there. Now, I don't want anything to do with Jim Harbaugh and his cheating ways, and I think you feel the same way. And I don't know where you are, Press, but I could pass on him. Yeah, that, but you know, a lot of Bears fans are salivating for Jim Harbaugh, so it just gets real, real complicated. Yeah, I'm not so, worried at all about Jim Harbaugh. You know, there's. There's no way that, you know, Poles isn't losing his job. And there's no way he's bringing in a coach that's going to want roster control. So, I agree. thankfully, I agree. we can, Jim can agree. tuck his fucking sweatshirt and his khakis in some other town because we <laughs> we don't need that. He ruined enough <laughs> of my, you know, like, high school years as a quarterback. I do not need him returning to with that enthusiasm unknown to mankind or whatever that all that shit is just so much crap that comes with that guy uh, even, i know it's great even He's without the, right. the cheating it's just i yeah it's just it's all it's just such a bunch of corny bullshit it's like just jesus jesus would have right. been a five-star recruit yeah, yeah. For, forcing yourself to be tied to jj mccarthy to possibly making that draft oh. so so yeah no no thank uh, you this is how scientific I am. This is my scouting that I do for uh, the NFL draft is on the, the day of the, uh, of the doubleheader for the playoffs. I watch the ESPN feed that has the sky cam. Mm-hmm. I like it for two reasons. Number one, it's a, it is a good way to watch the game because you're behind the quarterback to see everything on the second TV. I have like the regular broadcast so I can see the regular replays. I don't have to listen to Kirk, but I don't hate, but it's like, he's not Kirk and Chris Fowler. Chris Fowler's bad. And Kirk's not really adding anything. You just get like the you get the crowd noise and the PA announcer. So oh, nice. Great. Ooh, okay. What you can really see, and I noticed this last year with um, watching Ohio State and Georgia, I was really impressed with CJ Stroud because you could see just how quickly, how little time he had to make decisions, and how quick, how decisive he was with his mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. And then it was really reinforced a week later when I watched the great Max Duggan 
just shit his pants on every snap. Just he had no time, but he had no answer either. It was just like, oh my god. Um, yeah. So you got to see four quarterbacks yesterday. So uh, you saw the great Quinn Ewers of Texas. Ewers, yeah. Okay. Ewers. I mean, fine. He's no Arch Manning. Yeah. And apparently, well, I've never seen Arch actually play. Right. Um, you got to see Jalen Milrow, who's just not. I mean, no. that's a that's that's no. really a running back playing quarterback. That's what that is. With yeah. the great Tommy Reese dialing up the most nonsensical plays and when you really need him. But then the two quarterbacks that were actually worth watching were J.J. McCarthy and Michael Penix. Mm-hmm. Penix was super, he's super impressive. I mean, yeah. if this guy had knees, he'd be a first-round draft pick. But he doesn't, and he's 40 years old. And, you know, he's going to go in, like, the fourth round, and he's going to be somebody's backup, and he's going to, he'll have some good games. Cause, but that dude, I mean, that, plus he has, his three wide receivers would be like the third best wide receiving core in the NFL if they were there right now. And those dudes are always open. It's amazing. Especially right. Roma Dunze is just from the second he takes off, he's blown by whoever is up there. Right. So very impressed with penis. Cause the thing I really liked about him, they have that, the tight end. Who I thought it's was a Penix, you know, it's, it's, it's Penix, by the way. No, it's, penis. Penis. It's, penis. <laughs> it's, it's definitely Penix. It's Penix. <laughs> okay. Actually, there's a family in Rockford that owns like barbershop stuff. And they're the, they are the Penixes. Uh, so okay. he's not fooling anybody with panics. <laughs> um, they had that tight end 37. I thought it was their fullback at first because he's wearing 37. The cool thing about that dude is Phoenix could throw the ball as hard as he as he wants to that guy, and that guy will catch it. So, like all yeah. the little short routes, he's just gunning it. Like he's just and literally the first time he threw him a ball, I'm like, Jesus, would you let up? The dude's not, the guy caught everything. It didn't matter. Right. He threw as hard as he needed to, which makes all that little underneath stuff work because you don't worry about a Texas guy getting his hand on it because the ball's coming 90 miles an hour. So right. I'm really impressed with Phoenix. And like, you know, and obviously there's a lot of stuff. His six years in college football, you know, he's seen it all. He's done it all. He should be a good player, and he, and he is, but he can really throw. Um, the, his, medical thing is as long as your arm and it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like holy shit yeah. but yeah. so then the other game jj mccarthy i could not have been less impressed he was the he was the rose bowl mvp <laughs> blake Corum did all the fucking work yeah. right so like, you think of like the the best the, and they made some huge plays in their comeback although they should not have had to come back that's not a very right. the alabama team's not that good and they still almost beat them because Michigan just well, stepping on Michigan everywhere. can't catch exactly. a punt, you know, missing an extra points. Yeah. Yes. But um, the fourth down play on the drive that tied it, it's a, it was, it was a great play. And all you had to do, it throws a little four yard dink to Coram who heads up to silence, gets the first down, the touchdown pass he threw is a great play. Everybody went, everybody went right. And they leaked out the little slot guy behind the line. He's all by himself. I mean, mm-hmm. I could make that throw for God's sakes. Um, but Bama was able to speed him up and he made some just awful decisions. So I'm like, if, yeah. you know who he is? This is perfect. I know why Jim Harbaugh loves him. You know who he is? <laughs> he's, he's Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. That's <laughs> exactly who he fucking is. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's Jim Harbaugh 30 years later. It's, yeah. yeah. That's he's why similar. he loves J.J. McCarthy. So yeah. go get him. Somebody's going to take that dude in the first round and they're going to be like, you know, I really thought he'd be better. But that was very. I thought it was very enlightening. How about this? After what, oh, Joe Connor? Did you know Connor Stallions was at the game? Did you see the picture of him? 
No. no. <laughs> he shaved his head, but he was there. But like oh, really? somebody said, well, at least he wasn't at the Sugar Bowl stealing the signals. He at least was at their own game. And he was there uh, in the stands as a fan. He was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but since – so he th- J.J. threw three touchdown passes in the Rose Bowl, which is why he was the Rose Bowl MVP, even though Blake Corum right. should have been the Rose Bowl MVP. Um, do you know how many touchdown passes that makes for him in the six games since the Connor Stallions thing broke? You're going to say three? Four. Four. He threw one <laughs> touchdown Ouch. pass in the last five regular season games. Wow. He averaged 155 yards passing in those five games. Pure coincidence, I'm yep. sure. Nothing to do with any kind of shenanigans. Nope. So, all right. Take your J.J. McCarthy and his weird... See, whereas the he does the Wolverine eye black. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Go yeah. away. Yeah. That's enough of that. So there was that. So, But meanwhile... On uh, Dave's have no meeting, I guess it was Sunday. Is that when the Bears played? Who knows? Yes. Who knows what day it is now? Yeah. Um, it's funny too because there's you know, if the Bears decide they want to trade Justin, one of the teams that are, are always linked to are, are the Atlanta Falcons. Right. That first half, yep. he basically was like, "Just give them all your first, give them the next ten first round <laughs> picks for me." Yeah, because yeah. look at this. Right. I'm going to make right. every 24 throw. Ricky it's Williams. Be perfect. Yeah. Right. <laughs> The touchdown pass to DJ in the corner, you couldn't, he literally couldn't place that ball more perfectly. Oh my God. And then I love DJ Moore is so good. On that play, too, when you watch the replay, the defender is there. DJ doesn't even, DJ doesn't flash his hands until the ball is almost in them. So the corner has no idea the ball's coming. He's just like, oh, I got him. And all of a sudden, DJ at the last second throws his hands up and the ball's right there for touchdown. That was amazing. Uh, The first play of the game was was a really nice. It ended up being yep. more of a fade than they meant, but it was like a forty-yard gain. And then the catch—I don't know how—I don't know how you catch a football. The Willie Mays catch over the head. Like, when do you even see yeah. the ball? It's got to be like right. almost in your yeah. hands before you actually see it emerges over your head. Yeah, right. And Especially with a helmet on, too. How much peripheral vision yeah. behind you are you really getting? And and as good a pass as any was that dime to Tyler Scott. Yep, that was dropped. Yep. Now he played great. Even fantastic. Yeah, you know, it's one of those yep. where you that's why we that's why Bear fans, me included, love him and want him to you see that and you're like, oh, if you could just be that like eighty percent of that all the time, and then every once in a while you amp it up to that, it would be amazing. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't see any reason why you can't get there. I mean, the thing with Fields, all his faults are correctable, they're coachable. You have to coach him on arm strength. You don't have to coach him on size, speed. You know, it's things like, you know, okay, getting rid of the ball a little quicker, you know, going through progressions, although we saw him go through his progressions very well. Well, it also yes. helps when the the Bears' offensive line basically gave the the Falcons' defensive line the boot, like from the very beginning. I was like, oh, yeah. you will not be rushing the yep. quarterback today. And they maybe on job. one occasion you will. And Justin will just duck under the two guys, and he'll run for a first down anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I also thought that this helped that the, actually, in a weird way, the injuries to Mooney and Komet, it, it, it made Justin more decisive because basically DJ Moore was the first option on everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. Right, but that said, he still spread it around. I looked it up. He, he hit seven different receivers, so he did a really good job spreading it around, even with the focus rightfully on DJ Moore. 
Yeah, he played really well. Um, while that was happening, the great C.J. Beathard, all of our, our favorite quarterback, was uh, <laughs> leading the uh, – now, actually, the guy who should – you know, there's no playoff share to vote. But the Bears should send Eddie Pinheiro like a ham or something. <laughs> Eddie injured himself <laughs> in warm-ups. So the Panthers didn't have a kicker. So anytime they got in field goal range, they just had to go for it. And Bryce got right. sacked every time they went for it on fourth down. <laughs> they had no, they had after it, when it was six, nothing, the game was over. There was no, the Panthers <laughs> yeah. weren't scoring a touchdown and they couldn't yeah. kick a field. They couldn't kick three field goals. So they couldn't kick one. It was great. Yeah. I didn't, I, cause I watched it on red zone. I didn't see who kicked off, but they only had to kick off once. <laughs> it's probably the punter, but I was like, oh, I hope they have a lineman kickoff because that's always fun. Yeah. Um, brought John Casey out of retirement. I also thought it was funny that, like, so, a lot of the Bear beat reporters clearly had no idea that the only thing that had to happen for the Bears to get the number one pick was for Carolina to lose. Because Carolina loses, and then they get super excited when the Cardinals take the lead in Philly. Mm -hmm. like, oh, this could wrap up the number one. Right. Pick. It's like, oh, God, I hate to break it to you, Patrick Finley. It's already wrapped up. It's wrapped. <laughs> and maybe I would have thought somebody down there would have let you know what the scenario was. Maybe yeah. Scenario. It, it does make things interesting, though, for next week in terms of, like, the Bears, if they want to trade back on the number one pick. Because now with the Cardinals beating the Eagles, Dallas jumps them for first place. They clinched first place with a win over Washington in Week 18. So Washington would be locked in at number mm. two with a loss, I believe. And they would be the team you'd probably prefer to trade back with because they'd be more inclined to want to get one of the quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. So Right, but you're saying we need uh, Washington to fall to three. That's, that's right. ideal. Because right. 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 if they're two, they right. just sit there and take the other one. But they're playing the Cowboys, and the Cowboys have a chance to clinch the NFC East with a win. So I don't think there's any that. chance of that happening. Yeah, it doesn't look too good for that. <clears throat> no, I think if the Bears are looking for somebody to trade back to, the, I, to me, the, the the Goobers waiting to be fleeced are the, always the Raiders. Always. <laughs> and they're going to be – they're picking, what, fourth or fifth, I think. So they're in prime. we got to get up to one territory. And you just call Mark. Davis and his awful haircut and you know like hey you know it's gonna take so what was it um Chuggo uh the bricklayer on Chuggo um he's like well they the Raiders they get three number ones and uh and Mason Crosby Mason Crosby yeah Mason Crosby Mason Crosby, oh, Mason Crosby. what's the god damn Max, no Max, Max Crosby Max Mason's yeah. older brother Mason's older Max. brother Max younger brother Max. yeah right and like okay, no, they're not getting. You're not getting three and the player. I hate to yeah, but he's like, oh, it's the Raiders. They'll do it. I'm like, well, yeah, the Raiders are dumb. I don't think they're that dumb. But yeah, I mean, I saw today there was a thing going around like, um, is this is this the greatest trade in Chicago sports history? You know, you yet to be determined, but great return so far. I also saw there are a bunch of people who don't know what a trade is. Because there were people, no, it's Marion Hosa. <laughs> yeah, that, everybody goes. Was not a trade. Uh, that it's was a free agent signing. And then there I was another one. McDonough spending. A Somebody lot of had money. a non-Chicago uh, trade. Oh, the Herschel Walker. Oh, the Herschel Walker trade was better. It's like what part well, of greatest trade not... in Chicago sports history do I <laughs> not understand? 
Yeah. Hell, if you're going to go non-Chicago trade that affected Chicago, go Ricky Williams because didn't some of those draft picks find their way to the Bears? Yeah, I'm sure it yeah. was hopefully oh, somebody boy. really yeah. good, like John Albright or somebody. Um, <laughs> it's just wading into the mentions ever is always dicey. But I was I was just right. amused by like the first five replies were all so wrong. It's like, well, just don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, John Greenberg made the case for not one but two Jim Hendry trades. Aramis. Derek Lee and Aramis Ramirez. Yeah. Those are up there. Yeah, the last time I had John on, we talked about, I mean, Henry, for all of his faults, made some pretty incredible trades. He also made a couple yeah, of awful ones. He did. But, uh, he did. He also drafted a couple of pretty good guys, too. So. Science when he guys. wasn't busy drafting guys from his old high school and back to back years. Did okay. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Dupirek and Ryan Harvey. Right. It's like, do you make any other? For a while, his his extensive scouting was the the coach at uh, Notre Dame was his buddy, Palmineri, and they would call his old buddy who was coaching at his old high school, and that's how he's making his first round draft picks. It's like uh, perfect. Jim, I know mm-hmm. the Tribune's not giving you a lot of money for scouting, but you got to do some, maybe a little more than this. Yeah. God, I hope uh, I hope somebody good went to Ryan Poles High School. <laughs> Did Marvin Harris, the junior, go to Ryan Poles' high school? Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> Watch well, Jason, is it uh, Leiser from the Sun-Times? Leisure. Had, leisure. Uh, pronounces leisure. it Leisure, which cracks me up. It, no, he doesn't pronounce it Penix. Um, Penix. 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 It's Penix, not Penix. Penix. Jason <laughs> Penix from the Sun-Times. Well, he, he had, uh, now this assumes, of course, Watch you to finish his third, that the Bears and and. And uh, Bears flip with Washington. They take Marvin Harrison Jr. They get the Washington's number one pick in 2025. And they get the Bears get their number two pick back, the one they use for Montez Sweat. Yeah. I'll take that trade. And, uh, I love that. Yeah, there are. I really don't want to miss on Marvin Harrison Jr. And that's the problem with trading with the Raiders, right? Is he's going to be gone by then. Yeah. Well, and there was an announcement from the Cardinals today saying they're more than likely sticking with Kyler Murray next yeah. year, so yeah. they won't be drafting wide receiver. Or the, I'm sorry, they won't be drafting quarterback. Quarterback, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, they they paid him all that money, and he's actually um, he's played he's been inconsistent since he came back, but he hasn't been bad, and he was really good against the Eagles. Although, I don't yeah, know what's going on with that? With the Eagles That's a defense. weird team all of a sudden, yeah. They, they demoted the great Sean Desai to go with Matt Patricia, and the defense <laughs> has gotten even worse, just right in a shitter. Yeah. By the way, for what it's worth, notable alumni at uh, <laughs> Canandaigua Academy, where Ryan Poles went to high school, he, he's the only sports-related person that went there. The rest is all well, he did play, politicians. He, he played for the Bears in a training camp. So that's, that's true. That's his, that's true. his NFL experience. He got slapped around by Alex Brown and Lance Briggs and Brian Urlacher for a week. And then, and then off the scouting. Yeah. So he probably maybe brags more about being the director of college scouting for the Chiefs when they drafted Patrick Mahomes. Is that maybe higher up on his list of brags than that he is the greatest player from his high school? Yeah, uh, I would say so. Yeah, it, it just has him listed as G- GM of the Bears, but 
nothing. They should probably list that too. The guy that you know was involved in drafting Patrick Mahomes. All right, so I, you know, fans, we all want this as soon as possible. If you're if you're waiting to get news about, you want a similar Kyler Murray announcement about Justin, you'll get one uh, in April, probably. So uh, hang on, because it's not happening anytime soon. I have my list here of if I were Ryan Poles, the five things that I need to know before Whoa. I can make my decision. Hold <laughs> on my notepad. Yes, I always have a reporter's notebook. Nice. Right. The perfect size. I wish you would have made this like uh, the Taco Bell thing we did in week one. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I don't know how spicy any of this is. Okay, so there's two true. things that you can decide immediately. Number one is how much how much more do you think Justin can improve? Right? You have to figure out what do you think his ceiling is? How close to that right. ceiling is he? One of the things you have to factor in is he has improved this year. We can all say that. Has he improved because he's gotten better or because the offense has gotten better and just inevitably pulled him up? Like he has DJ Moore. He didn't have DJ Moore before. He has an offensive line, especially since he got back from his injury, has been much better. So you just need to, you need to make that decision. You, you, also then, need factor in, you also need to factor in, too, who's, who's coached them. Matt Nagy and Lugetzi. And well, have, they done, have, have they done him any favors? Right, but that's another. Right. This is part two. That's a good segue oh, to part two. It's not okay. What offense? Uh, what offense are you going to run next year? Mm-hmm. Um, now you're not going to like to hear this, but I think if you are if if you're rooting for Justin to return, one thing an immediate announcement you would get that would encourage you is not an announcement you're going to want. Oh boy! If they don't fire Luke Getzey, mm-hmm. there's a very good chance they're bringing Justin back because what that means to them is they think the offense is progressing. And yeah. if, if you if you fire Getzey, like if you're going to change quarterbacks, I don't think there's any possible way you're going to stick with Luke Getzey. So if he right. stays, if that's the announcement, the Fluce is back and Getzey's back, it doesn't necessarily mean Justin's coming back, but I think that's a big, that would be I agree. far more likely to return if Getzey. I agree. Back. I agree. And I think it'll have, like we talked about at the top, I think if they win, if the Bears beat the Packers, there's no question that that's what their announcement is going to be. They're all coming back. Well, but if they beat the least, Packers, least, don't you think somebody, some team is going to hire Luke Getzey to be their head coach? Well, gee, that'd be a problem to, have to deal with. <laughs> yeah, I'd, the I'd Patriots have to all of a sudden, like, too, did that's... you see that Bear Packer game? Yeah, yeah. That guy is an offensive genius. He could be the next uh, uh, Josh McDaniels. <laughs> Josh McDaniels. Yeah. God. So those are the two things that you could you can make those decisions now. The other ones you mm-hmm. have to you have to wait because they are. What are you getting? What are your offers for Justin? When you make it known, hey, if you if you're interested in him, make an offer. We're listening. Which you have to do. Right. Somebody I, I tried to warn people in the column that you're going to hear that the Bears are listening to offers and Justin Fields, and you can't freak out because if they don't, they're morons. Because you can't make this right. decision without all the information. So right. Now, somebody on Twitter yeah. said it was it was his market is a two or a three. Now we'll see. Yeah, I saw that, and then um, but the thing is, Sam Darnold get got the Panthers right. a two and a four. So I don't think it's. I would think it's a two. Yeah. It's at least a two. It started. The bidding has started at two and a four. He's a Darnold had done nothing for the Jets other than that time he freaked out when they had, was mic'd up, and that mm-hmm. time he got um, um, he got uh, mono. 
Oh, yeah. They had the great right. graphic. Kissing too many Sam people. Darnold, yep. mononucleosis, the ESPN yeah. graphic. Yes. <laughs> um, so you got to get that. Then you have to solicit the offers for the number one pick. Right. So you got and that, that's going to happen around. I would guess both those things happen around combine time because that's when they made the trade last time. Was right after mm-hmm. at the combine, polls basically put a card table out. With <laughs> right, an offer, so and he just sat there. there, and all the teams went by, and the Panthers were like, "Here, take this, take it all. We'll take right. it. It's fine." Mm-hmm. Like speed dating. And then here's the fifth thing that I haven't heard anybody talk about yet, but that I would, I, if I were Ryan Poles, I would need. And that is, I need to have a conversation with Justin Fields' agent, mm. and I say to him, "All right, we're going to stick with Justin." We need to figure out what what kind of money is he looking for? Because if, you know, the way contract inflation goes in the NFL, what are we up to like, what does Lamar get, like $40 million a year? Something like that. Mm-hmm. If Justin's going to be a top 10, like a 10 to 12 quarterback in the league, you can't pay him $40 million a year. Because if you pay him that much, you can't surround him with the kind of players you need then to have an effective offense. But if you talk to him and he's looking for like top 10 money, not top three money, then you can be like, well, shit, we can make that work. Mm -hmm. If you're going to make $25 million a year instead of 40, we can put players around you. Right. And we can have a good offense because he's not, maybe he'll turn into this, but after year three, I think we'd have more signs, you know, you see it with the chiefs, right? With Patrick Mahomes, like it's, it doesn't, it's not great when they let Tyreek go and they give him Rashi rice, but he somehow, even after all the turmoil and all the shit, there are the chiefs standing there. They've already wrapped up the West. They're going to have a Mm -hmm. home playoff game. He just makes that stuff work because he's Patrick Mahomes. You can pay that guy $40 million a year. Sure. To me, the other, on the opposite end of that is like Kirk cousins, right? Hey, there's a good Mm -hmm. NFL quarterback. If the Vikings could pay him what he's worth, they would have a much better offense around him. But you have to pay him what the market will bear, and he takes mm-hmm. up like a quarter of their cap. And so right. Stefan Diggs has got to go, and then Justin Jefferson comes in, and in two years, Justin Jefferson might need to go, and you just have to constantly do the churn. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dalvin Cook had to go last year. Right. Yeah. And then Kirk can't make up the difference. He's not, mm-hmm. he's just mm-hmm. not good enough to, to, to get you back to that. That's why when people are like, well, um, the bears, the, the appeal is you, you draft a rookie and you get the rookie salary because the bears are cheap. They don't want to pay the, the money. That's why they'd want to do that. That's not why they would want to do that. Right. The rookie quarterback allows you then to continue to build your roster up because, and I've talked about this before the bears. Yes. The bears used to be cheap because they didn't used to have any money. They have money now. They're not cheap. In fact, they're they they get a little reckless sometimes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, All right, here you go. Take it. Who wants money? You want some money? Take some money. We have to spend this much. Just take it. Um, now, if I'm Justin Fields' agent, am I interested in this conversation? I might just say, "Fuck off." You'll find out. I might. Yeah. Might say, "Let's see how next year goes." Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm Ryan Poles, I say, "Well, next year, that's great." But I have the number one pick this year i don't have the number one pick next year or maybe i will but i don't know maybe you might right so i you, you need we need to have this conversation now um you need some kind of if you know if you're really planning for this you know 
you need to have as much of this information as possible. That might be information that you can't get. Mm-hmm. Um, now, like if I was Justin's agent and I'm thinking, well, shit, if I can guarantee him top 10 quarterback money right now, that seems pretty good. Like it's a lot of money. You might actually yeah. be interested in doing that. Um, so it's a, I, if they don't have that, I would be amazed if they don't have that conversation. So now the other thing I want to ask you guys is, because we hear this a lot, because I think this has shifted, is if you're Ryan Poles, which is the safer move? Like if your career longevity, is it mm-hmm. keep Justin and keep building this team or is it go with the rookie quarterback and then tr- keep building the team? Which do you think is the safer choice for Ryan Poles? Ah, uh, it might be the rookie quarterback because that'll extend, you know, his uh, approval rating with the McCaskies or with Kevin Warren. Uh the fact that, you know, he'll they'll, he'll be given a three-year-plus window to prove it with this new quarterback, whereas if you stick with Justin, you maybe only have one or two more years since you're committing to him as your guy. Okay. Other Mike? Yeah. I mean, you know how I agree. I mean, that you know where I stand on this. I think if you – that's why I think you have to fire polls if you, if you, if you trade Justin Fields because you are giving him three years, at least three to four years okay. with a rookie quarterback. Here's so, yeah, that's his... I think there is no safe choice anymore. I think that ship sailed last year. I think you had that opportunity last year, and okay. when you didn't take it, the, right? The, what are the expectations for this team, even with a rookie quarter? If you get the number one, if you take Caleb Williams, number one, what are your expectations next year? You're a playoff team. That's what everybody thinks, right? If you keep Justin, you're a playoff. Team. You're a playoff team. Those expectations right. don't change. It even gets worse. So you say you don't take Caleb, you keep Justin, you don't you struggle, and Caleb goes to the playoffs with some other team, you're fucked. Say you trade Justin and Justin takes a team to the playoffs and Caleb doesn't, you're fucked. That's a good point. That's one yeah. factor I didn't so consider. I don't if you're Justin Ryan Pulse, I don't think I think I actually I think it's a very good thing for the for the franchise in that there is you have to just make you're now stuck with you just have to make the right decision because there is no oh. safe decision anymore right the only thing, the only thing i'd quibble with in there and i think that's all that's i think that's good good thing the only thing i'd quibble with is if they draft caleb williams or drake may is the expectation they're a playoff team next year or yeah, do we go this is a rookie, this a actually, rookie quarter well i've actually seen it people are already like well regardless this bears are the roster is being built up enough plus another draft and another free agent thing, you're, 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 the expectations are going to be that you make the playoffs next year. Not, not real hard for Ryan Post to go, well, look at Bryce Young. You know, look at, hey, he's the first year. He's got he's going to take a couple of years to get going again. That's my only quibble. I think there's no there's no doubt they are a playoff team with Justin Fields next coming back next year, especially if you add Marvin Harrison Jr. That's a playoff team. Yes. That is a playoff team. And that's a playoff team that, by the way, with some upside, could do some damage. I think they... I think either way, they should be a playoff team next year. Teams make the okay. playoffs well, of rookie quarterbacks. It doesn't the you don't have to look any for the yeah. The Texans harder. are going to make harder. the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. Right. That Texas team is not that Texas. The Bears actually have a better team than the Texans. Yeah, 
So have, have the Bears swap lost- Justin out for one of the rookies, your expectations are still that you're going to be. I think the pressure doesn't it it doesn't alleviate on polls and certainly doesn't on flukes just because you're like there is no like I feel like the idea that there's a like a soft restart reset. They won too many games this year for that. They fucked it. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. It's like you fucked up. You you know. You trusted us. You trusted you us. Like, <laughs> you guys are. If you had, if you had only blown two double digit leads, yeah. you'd be going to the playoffs. So of course you're going next year. So I think that's, right. um, which I think okay, honestly so- I think is fine, because now it's not all the little petty the 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 four D chess and all that shit is just out the window. It's simply who makes this better. You know, if you are, if you're of the feeling that Justin is a running quarterback who can throw and that this is a passing league and that's only going to get you so far and you're going to switch to the passing quarterback, that's fine. That's your decision. You're making that because you think that's going to win. If it's the opposite and it's like, well, no, Justin's a good enough quarterback that we can win with him. We're going to stick with him. That's your decision. Go get Mm -hmm. him. We'll see you in the playoffs. Otherwise... Kevin Warren gets to hire a new general manager and that general manager gets to hire a new coach because mm-hmm. you know, you're done. Right. Um, right. Does this, let me this. Oh, I was going to say there's provisos. Yeah. I mean, if you have a good team and you have a rash of injuries next year or whatever, that kind of stuff. But if it's, if that team just goes out and especially in the North, which is not all that great, that team goes out right. and wins eight games again and is home. Everybody's in trouble regardless of whether you mm-hmm. have Caleb Williams or Justin Fields. So uh, does that same thought process then apply to the flus? I think you can make so. the if they don't make the playoffs next year. He's gone because no, I'm talking about 2024. Uh, is is are you assuming the flus is state? We believe the reports flus is coming back no matter what. Or do you think that that is an open question? No, I don't think. I don't. If there was a like an established, like if 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 this was two years ago and Sean Payton was out there. Mm-hmm. I would shove the flus into traffic and hire mm-hmm. the real coach. <laughs> there isn't that guy. Yeah. Um, right. So you can even kind of look at it as, I think they look at it this way with, with Matt Eberflus, which is we know he's gotten us from point A to point B, which is we're competitive now. Next year, he's got to get us to point C, which is the playoffs. If we make the playoffs mm-hmm. next year and we're like, this fucking guy, we're never going to win a Super Bowl with this guy. Even if you make the playoffs next year, that would be the time for the big boy franchise to go. Great job. We're getting a, we're we're getting the guy to take the next step. To, if to he doesn't counsel. make if he doesn't make the playoffs yeah. next year, I I don't think I think he's you know I don't think he even had oh. the conversation. Oh, I don't know. I wasn't asking. Oh, no, I know. I, you that. were asking I, if you have yeah. playoff expectations for next year. Should you stick right. with Matt Eberflus? That's what you were asking, right? Right. Yeah. Right. I think yeah. yes. Okay. I think. Um, you know, it, I think the more open question for the Flus is, are you still going to be the defensive coordinator next year? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think I think he sh- I think that's part of the deal, right? You can come back as head coach, but you still got to be the defensive coordinator because that I would make worked. that a condition. I would and make I, that as a condition. Yeah, I even kind of think that it might make him like a more effective head coach because the way they apparently the way it apparently works. I think the Athletic wrote about this during the games is that he's the defensive coordinator. And then Phil snow, the guy they brought in to be like his, you know, analyst guy. When the bears, when the defense comes off the field and the flus goes into head coach mode, 
Phil has the conversations with like position coaches and stuff on the headset that a defensive coordinator would typically have. Mm-hmm. And then he and the flus catch up. And the flus really on offense is only worried about stuff like telling Getsy if it's third and five on the 25, like you've got two plays to get a first down, right. figure out when to call the timeout, which uh, Jason McCourty is like, oh, you know, don't worry. The flus is, what did he say? <laughs> It's so great about he clock, knows what man. he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. So I kind of <laughs> think that maybe it gives him a little more of like a purpose during games than mm-hmm. before. He was just flipping back and forth on the headset, like you know, meddling maybe a little too much because he's bored. I like. We that. can't argue with the results. Can't argue with the results. It's right. certainly been that way since he's taken over. Yeah. So I think I would say yes. You can hire. You know, he's he's a defensive assistant. Short. Right. Replace that guy, but you're still the coordinator. Because that shit works, and mm-hmm. you know you're not you're not over there strategizing all the shit that you need to spend all your time as the head. In fact, the less time you spend, you know, as the, the better. Head, maybe yeah. the better. Just <laughs> stick to this side of the of the stick of the to team what you're good at, Matt. Yeah, stick to defense. Yeah, it almost be sort of a reverse Dick uh, Buddy Ryan thing, maybe in that way. Yeah, it not would reversed. be. I do. Wouldn't it be great though if on uh, Sunday, if you know the Bears' offense starts to sputter, and he goes over and he just rips the play sheet out of Getsy's hands? Get past. <laughs> yeah. In fact, if um, when Ditka dies, which you know I'm sure it's a long ways off, I get a sure and the guy who will endorse anything has not been seen for the last uh, 18 months. <laughs> you know, you're, Flus is going to have to do the slick back hair and the sweater with yep. the horizontal thing, and he absolutely yep. in that game has to rip the play sheet out of whoever the offensive coordinator's hands is. That's a that has to happen. That's a fire better of a mustache. If he does better of a mustache. Yeah, he has to, grow yeah, a mustache. Yeah, has to have a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um. Well, and this this last week will have impact towards next year in terms of scheduling too. Uh, Bears win both them and the Packers will finish eight and nine. The Vikings, if they were to win against the Lions, would finish eight and nine. So you had three teams there tied between second and fourth. Do we know like that would put all three of those teams at a three and three divisional record. Ooh. Do we know how it would all shake out Log in jam. terms of Yeah. Um mm. I would guess it's reverse strength of schedule, right? So, like, the weaker Should your be. schedule, then the weaker the – so, like, if you played the weakest schedule of the three teams, you would end up then getting the weakest you'd, – you'd effectively become the fourth-place team. And if you had the second-weakest schedule, you become the third-place team. And the team with the toughest schedule is the second-place team. It's a, it's a reward for having a tougher schedule. Of course, their schedules can't be that drastically different. And they all play – Right. Like six of the games are – It's only a difference of – three opponents that they don't all play. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's just the, so the, like for the bears, it's the, it, the bears I would guess have the weakest schedule because they're playing the last place teams because they right. are the last place team. Although who knows the way the NFL um, varies from year to year. It's a good question. Yeah. Um, but also, like you said, it really will only affect three games for next year. Right. You'll play the if the Bears end up winning and they're the second place team, they'll play those three second place teams instead of like the Packers get the third place teams and the Vikings or whatever. The rest of right. their schedule stays the same. Oh. So when we need Donahue, he's more schedule 
<laughs> well, that wasn't that the year or, that they played. They're like, what? I don't, why do you know that? Well, that was the year that Tampa went two and fourteen, and uh, and uh, good old uh, Donald Eway Buike got hit by the golf cart. Like, what? No, I don't remember. I don't remember any of that. How do I know what schedule they played that year? I just don't. Know. Um. So what's the deal with the Packers? Like, they're just like their quarterback. They're just like they're just like Jordan Love. Like, you sound like a stand-up. I know. It's a, my terrible Jerry Seinfeld impression. What's the deal with the Packers? Like, so they beat the shit out of the Vikings on Sunday night. Yeah. Like, they lost to the Giants. They um they almost lost to the freaking Panthers. I just I feel like they're not any good. Maybe it's because I want that to be true. I just feel like they're really not any good. Jordan Love, who's been he's the he's the epitome of them. He's either great or he's terrible. Yeah, right, right. He's gonna he only needs like 120 yards. He's gonna throw for four thousand yards. He's already got thirty touchdown passes. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, Justin's not gonna throw for three thousand yards. It's like, Jesus, right. how do they I don't get it. Um they did get um Jameer Alexander, they'll get him back. He got suspended. It's the greatest suspension in NFL history. Do you know why he got suspended last week? Gambling? No, better. So the when they played the Panthers, they have three captains. And Jair decided he's from Charlotte. He's just going to be the fourth captain. <laughs> so he uh. went out for the coin toss, and he made the call. And the Packers won the toss. And they were supposed to defer. And Jair said, we want to kick. And if the ref hadn't said, uh-huh. are you sure you don't want to defer? Uh-huh. The Packers would have kicked off in both halves. <laughs> and so he gets back to the sidelines. And Lafleur is looking at him like, what the fuck were you even out there for? Right. He basically deputized <laughs> himself. And he made himself the captain. And he, he, he told the story. The, his postgame interview is hysterical. He's talking about, and the, even the reporter, he clearly doesn't know what defer means. They're still talking about it. And the, the reporter's like, so did you mean to defer? And he's like, uh, yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, well, no, we could hear the mic, the ref had his mic on. We could hear what you said. <laughs> oh, you could? Whoops. Oh. <laughs> so they suspended him for the Viking game. He didn't play. For, wow. you know. <laughs> it was that's awesome. Best. That's great. That's Talk about getting he gets suspended for going rogue and making himself a captain. <laughs> you don't see the Bears wouldn't have done that to Cairo. If he wants to be whenever he wants to be captain, he can be captain. Oh yeah. They'll stitch that right on him on the sidelines. Then his contract, his new contract. Well, I was that was the only Christmas present I needed was Cairo's contract there, extension. There you That's go. The greatest there holiday you go. Yeah. Three more years. <laughs> three more years of the greatest kicker in NFL history. The most accurate kicker in Bears history. Go feed your family with that, Robbie Gold. Yeah, Robbie. Yeah. All right. Well, because I knew the announcer things, I didn't bother to look up uh, who was doing the announcing or what the line was. Now I have to look that up real quick. Oh, yes. What is the line? Do you know the line, Perez? Perez seems to know the line. I believe Packers are three-point favorites. Uh, it's basically a draw, then. Yep. Mm. 
Even Vegas. Meet him somewhere in the middle. Meet him in Milwaukee. We don't know what to do with these Bears. They're just too good. Convert Miller Park into a football field, making a neutral game equal distance to go for both fan bases. Packers by three. I don't see what's the. You got an over under? I didn't see an over under here. Ended up on some Packer blog with the guy's stuffing his face with cheese curds. Cheese, cheese and brats. Cheese and brats. Uh, looking on ESPN right now. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Packers three point favorites over under 44 and a half. Yeah. I'm expecting oh, at least some points. Perfect. Bears line. Yeah. yeah <clears throat> 24, 24, 20. Bears. They haven't won up there since 2015. Is that right? Jake, Jake Cutler was the quarterback. On Thanksgiving, right. yeah. John Fox's only victory over the Packers, I believe. The uh, the Brett Favre uh, number retirement oh, game. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, they should retire somebody's number this week just for fun. Exactly. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, retire Aaron Rodgers. He's not busy. You can come back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like like the Sox did with Harold Baines. Yeah. Retire it while he's still an active player. And they haven't beaten them at all since uh, 2018. The Eddie Division Jackson clincher. the interception in the end zone and that hurts his knee and misses the playoff game. Yeah. Yay. That was a kiss of death for that Bears era. Little did we know we should have we should have known that it was things that were already going off the rails. The Nagy offense had been thoroughly that's true uh, been exposed, but even before then we didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Like, their last good game was that um, the ridiculous um, the overtime game against the Giants. They ended up losing, but that was the one where Trey Burton wouldn't throw the Philly special. Do you remember that? You know, Trey had thrown the Philly special. Yeah, it was the uh, Super Bowl the year Cohen before. that did it, right? The Bears have him. They call the play, and he's like, I can't do it. So, literally, they line up. Tariq Cohen switched spots with him, and Tariq threw a touchdown pass. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Yep. I can't do it, guys. <laughs> you did it in the Super Bowl. You can't do it in 12 <laughs> yeah. in the Meadowlands. In the Super Bowl <laughs> against the Patriots. Come on. That's why there's a there is a statue of the Philly special in front of the link, but uh, Trey Burton is not in the statue. It's just it's just Doug Peterson and Nick Foles. All right, uh, so who you guys got, Bears or Packers? Well, as you guys know, I had said in previous weeks that beginning of the season I did take the over on Bears wins at seven and a half. Uh, knowing that I have a bet riding on this game that could potentially win me money, I'm going to say the Packers win and cover. <laughs> You're so fatalist. Yeah. Are you trying to double whammy yourself? You're like, so. Yes, ex- yes. exactly. Oh, no. I, that's, you know, <laughs> fully expecting that, you know, because you, you picked the Packers, the Bears will win. Yeah. All right, Mike. Well, all right, I'm going to pick up on that logic then. And I picked the Bears for the season to go 7 and uh, and 10 with a firing and a fluke, all of which could still happen. It's still good, yeah. 
but I gotta, I, I just, I gotta, I gotta cheer for the, I gotta cheer for the beloved. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cheer for the, I'm gonna pick the Bears to uh, squeak by. I'll pick the Bears by one. If the game was on Fox, I would take the Packers, but it's not. There it's we go. CBS. The <laughs> ghosts of, uh, of Pat Summerall and John Madden, and I think I assume Tim Ryan's still alive. We know Johnny Morris is still alive. Yeah, I think he is. Now, if CBS has any like any any feeling for nostalgia, don't you think Tim and Johnny would like do the voiceover for the open? Oh, it'd be the best. Oh, and they play the old CBS music, and hey, for Brent can come back, and he can. We are looking live at Lambeau Field. I oh, need to break. Yeah. I need to break it all out. And the uh, fridge can catch a touchdown pass. I'm sure he's in. <laughs> I'm sure he's still ambulatory. Yeah. <laughs> so Charles, so I'm going to take. Mullen I'm going to harken back. I know this, this game was actually at Soldiers Field, but uh, I remember it from my youth. Um, Bears sixty-one. Packers seven. Let's go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Not messing around. It was around. what, 1980? Something like that. Yeah. I remember, I was young enough, and they talked about this, I remember this crap, that Gary Fence again intercepted a pass, and I just thought he could turn and run. The, the other end zone was closer. And I couldn't understand why he didn't just turn and run into that one, why he tried to run yeah. all the way down the field and he got tackled. Like, it's end zone's right there. Just, like, well, no, you have to go. You have to go you're, you're guard. You're defending that one. You score in that one. Just, I don't. What does this mean? I don't know. Just do the Jim Marshall, the classic clip you always yeah. see of him. <laughs> yeah, his Hall of Fame career that he's only remembered for the time that he. But that one's so weird. It's not like he got. He didn't get, like, spun around a bunch of times. He just picks it up and just starts running the wrong direction. Yeah. Just, right. All right. Well, right. I'm sure it'll love uh, whatever the outcome. It will make for a spirited uh, season finale of this podcast. Certainly will. Absolutely. All right. Well, go Bears. Go Bears. Go Bears. Many of us have herpes. This fitting has got to be done with one of the best games of all time. Just unbelievable. I mean, got to congratulate the uh, the Dolan family. I don't know what's up yours.